So part of this is, at least for me, the way I usually respond in the public setting where you're trying to minimize damage uh, is is to go a little more. I feel like I have two like extremely different approaches with like nothing in the middle. Like my default, like we're at the grocery store or whatever, is like very much in that vacation dad vibe where it's just like, let's stay really positive. Let's just like, let's be cool. Everybody be happy. Let's minimize drama. I'm just going to, I'm going to say yes to just about everything. Right. But then if for whatever reason I feel like it's going into a negative place, the kids are being really ungrateful or fighting too much, or like maybe I feel a meltdown coming, I go completely in the other direction and am the like whispering in my kid's ear while other people are watching. If you, I will take away everything you've ever loved. (laughs) Try to think of all your favorite toys. Get them all in your head. Now imagine them on fire. That's what's going to happen if you don't calm down right now. Do you hear me? Look in my eyes. Look in my eyes. You are not about to throw a tantrum right now. Are we clear? Look in my eyes. Nod your head. Are we clear? And my kids are just like, what is happening? (laughs) So anyway... That's that's the way I deal with it. I hope that's helpful to all of our listeners. <laughs> yes, very, very. Hey, dads and non-dads, welcome to the Hey Dad podcast. This is a podcast where three brothers. Oh, hey, hello, hey, and one guy who wishes he was our brother. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm just here with all my good friends. Me and all my friends are partying tonight at Lake Havasu, and we all want to say, <laughs> "What's up, dude?" Bunko's here, Big John, Little John, Littlest John, Small John. We're all partying. We're drinking Miller High Life. I just want to say, what's up? I'm a dad. Let's do it. Hey. (laughs) Talk about dad stuff. And sometimes non-dad stuff. See, we felt like the way dads were portrayed in pop culture didn't really represent us or our friends very well. So we decided to start a podcast, this podcast, to talk about what dad life is really like for us. Recently, we um, we moved out of our house and moved in with uh, my in-laws, uh, Amy's folks, uh, for two months while we did um, like kind of like a, a kind of a major renovation project um, on our home. And so um, we we basically just like went back to Amy's childhood house and moved into like a ten by ten room with like <laughs> me and Amy. And uh, it's actually a converted garage. It's like a small little room, uh, me and Amy and our two girls and our dog. And we had like mattresses, like two mattresses. And we just slept on those. How long was that? uh, For two months. Oh, that's a long time. You know, all, like of her, it, all of her Jonathan Taylor Thomas posters are still on the wall. And... She still has this Leonardo DiCaprio stuff from Titanic. <laughs> um, it, you know what? Like it was, it actually ended up being like a pretty cool, like kind of season of life for us because I don't think we put into perspective how like tired we were just from like the normal wear and tear of parenting. And like, you guys know this, yeah. um, it just has its effect on you. And then when you move into like, uh, a kind of a context where there are, there's like, for lack of a better term, there's help there or like Amy's yeah. mom and Amy's dad who are, um, just two really sweet people, both retired who were like are really good grandparents and are like super eager and have a lot of energy to like take care of the kids because that's kind of what they, they do. Like they're retired. They don't have work. Like they get up in the morning and go like, oh, what do you want to have for breakfast? And that's like their whole life. <laughs> yeah. So we just like had, it was great. 
Um, but I did feel like, and maybe you guys have gone through this before, but I did feel there's like, it's not pressure, but there's something weird about parenting in like a brand new context. And it's, it's like parenting, like within, it's not an, I I don't want to say parenting for an audience, but when you have people around you who aren't part of your everyday, like situation, everyday circumstance, like you find yourself like doing small things differently and talking to your kids a little bit differently. Like I know for me, like I had to take my sarcasm like way back because there are times where the kids would be like, like what's for breakfast? I'm like, nothing. You starve like as a joke, you know? (laughs) And I'm like, I kind of thought to myself like, ah, this, this maybe doesn't really go over well with like a pair of like 60 something retirees who are like living with their grandkids. You who know? are living with a very real fear of starving. Yeah. <laughs> I hope my son-in-law doesn't starve my grandkids. Um, but like, I don't know. Have you guys gone through that where like you, whether it's like long-term, short-term or whatever, where you just like realize like, Hey, there's a language or a way that we joke or a way we talk or a way we do things in our family that makes sense to us. But when you invite other people in all of a sudden it's like, Oh yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. We shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does that ever happen to you guys? Oh, sure. Uh, Sarah and I, um, so, so we're, we're, uh, we have our second kid on the way in April and, um, trying to be futuristic about this whole situation going, Okay, wow, we're going to have a two-year-old and a newborn pretty soon here. Um, we got super optimistic and thought, yeah, we can we can potty train our, our two-year-old in a weekend. And just oh, my this. gosh. Everybody really? tries this. Yeah, just get ready for Did you do the thing it. that everyone says, like, just put a toilet in the living room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Strip your kid down. Hey, put everybody's a, potty trained if you don't care where they pee. Put, yeah. a, bunch of, put a bunch of tarps down. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, we had this one weekend that we thought this is the the perfect weekend, but in the middle of it, um, Sarah and I had to be away for a couple hours on a Saturday. And so we had a babysitter. And so oh, you just, no. as we're, you know, there's, there's usually like the usual David rundown to share with the babysitter who absolutely loves David. But then you just, you realize when you lay out some new, you know, some new rules, some new things for the babysitter to cover while you're away. Uh, you realize how like neurotic and specific you are with your yes, potty yeah, training yeah. system. You and do. as, as you're saying the stuff out loud and explaining it to the babysitter, you're like, I'm, I'm a crazy person. This is, this is, <laughs> this is way too hard. This is way. And you know, we're, 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 we're describing to her some things that she doesn't have to do if she doesn't want to, to say like, you know, if, if he, if he poops into his underwear, like you don't have to like scrape it alongside the, the, the inner, <laughs> ro- you know, uh, bowl of the, of the toilet or whatever, you know, you can just leave that in the, in the sink, just like let it soak or whatever. Like we'll, we'll take care of that. And we're like, this is getting really specific and gross. Oh, no. And she's, she's definitely, regretting saying yes to this babysitting <laughs> offer we did not warn her before she came in the door what she was getting into dude so i think the idea that you a like probably relatively spontaneously were like let's potty train david like let's do it i've seen i think so many parents tr- try to use the new and uh, the next kid as the impetus to do this i feel like that's a very common thing mm-hmm. but then you you didn't pick a weekend where you didn't have a babysitter <laughs> like hey hey so we're potty trained david uh we've been, pot- been potty training him for about uh like what time is what two, time like is it two three, and a half hours th- three hours okay great yeah. so so far we've been doing great, great so i'm sure there won't be any issues for yeah. you yeah and it reminds me of uh, when my wife and I had just gotten married, and we watched uh, a couple, f- uh, some friends of ours, their kids, um, overnight. 
And the instructions that they had left us was that um, her, their like two-year-old um, doesn't take a pacifier or a bottle anymore. And, you know, we just broke her of this like a couple weeks ago. Um, but, you know, you're going to be new. And so she'll probably ask you, like, yeah. she'll try to like, you know, test the rules with you. And so, you know, hold the line for us if you don't mind. And it's not that big of a deal. Anyway, that was at least what we heard somehow. The night is terrible. Like this, and we don't have kids yet. We're like 25 years old or whatever. And this two-year-old was in total shock meltdown mode for like three hours. And we were just like, what is happening? And we're like in there and, you know, and we love these kids. That's the whole reason we were watching them is they were a big part of our lives. So we're not like letting them cry it out. We're trying to figure out what to do. Anyway, turns out what she actually said is she only gets her pacifier at night. Oh. She doesn't get it during the day. Oh. <laughs> and so oh. they and the cool part is it was their third kid. And so like they reacted the way we would react, which is a mixture of I feel sorry for the babysitter slash that's also pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was like when they got back in the morning, that was the response we got from them. But it, so it was kind of like, hey, good news. We broke your daughter for binky for you. <laughs> uh, that'll be uh, 10 times what you were planning to pay us, please. <laughs> Thank you very much. I, I, I got to agree with Kevin. The idea that you guys were like, Okay, yeah. First off, it's, it's very fitting and on brand for you guys to be like, let's have an adventure. Like, let's, let's body train our kid. <laughs> and then during our adventure, let's leave the house with just the two of us it's for another it, adventure. Yeah, it's a, it's a, have it be let like, somebody else take on this adventure. Because this, this is a hard what, adventure. What's this a good weekend sucks. to do it? With, not, I'm not enjoying I guess it. This weekend, we're doing that big four hour road trip through Joshua Tree. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just let's do, potty let's train do that. in the morning. Yeah. And then we'll do that. Potty training does not spark joy for us right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that whole parenting, like, I think the one of the things you're pointing out, Andy, is that that parenting in front of some sort of an audience can give you a window into your own neuroses and weirdness. I've noticed that when I'm with, uh, especially when I'm with my parents with the kids, because we're with them a lot because they live close. And I have a really good relationship with my parents and can be pretty switched off. Not like I mm-hmm. don't do anything, but like I'm not, I don't have to try. Yeah. I'm just, I get to fully be myself. But then what I realize sometimes is when I'm fully being myself around my kids in front of my parents is sometimes I can be a real jerk to my kids. <laughs> and it's not like, like I'm big, angry, mean. It's like, I'm just kind of like, like way too direct with them. Yeah. Like I'll just say, I'll talk to them like, they're a, an employee that I'm sick of after two years of poor performance. <laughs> Only it's my two-year-old. And so the funny part is that I've noticed my dad um, will either like make a comment like, whoa, Kev, chill out. He's four or whatever. (laughs) And to his credit, like he's, he only ever does that when I'm legitimately being a jerk or it's even worse is that he'll start being like performatively nice Mm -hmm. to the kids. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He'll He'll just be like, here, you know, come with me. Let's go upstairs and play. (laughs) (laughs) This episode of the Hey Dad podcast is brought to you by us, the Hey Dad Playbox. If you like this podcast and you have a kid between the ages of three and six, let me tell you how much you are going to love the Hey Dad Playbox. It's a subscription box that shows up on your doorstep full of fun stuff to do with your kids. 
It's not crafts or sneaky ways to like trick your kids into learning about magnets or something stupid like that. It's just fun ways to play with your kids. Like the Rainbow Volcano Box, where you turn your entire living room into a game board complete with inflatable dice and this giant inflatable microphone and squirt guns and yoga poses, and it's awesome. So go to heydad.com right now and buy Hey Dad for your house or for a dad you love. Use the code HEYDADPODCAST to get $10 off your first box. That's HEYDAD.com and use the code HEYDADPODCAST for $10 off your first box. So when you were living there for a long period of time, one of the things that we have to sort out that I, where I, I often sort of like feel bad for my kids is um, the transition time. Like if I'm dropping them off at my grandparents' house or my parents' house, their grandparents' house or picking them up, or if I'm actually just going to stay there for whatever reason, yeah. I see them like struggling to figure out like who's in charge right now, like mm-hmm. what's going on. And especially because I think in healthy ways, like there's a little bit of a different yeah. vibe at grandparents' house. Like they say yes to more things. They, they get technology more often. They I'm, get sugar more often, I, I et cetera, be, et cetera. Yeah. I gotta be honest. I'm pretty good at seating control. <laughs> <laughs> it's always been that way. Like we never had dropped the, you know, now that we're, beforehand and now that we're back in our house i do drop the girls off at my in-laws house um like twice a week and i'll uh drop them off and it's just very much like well have at it and it's just you know it's sometimes I, i've i've been in a situation where it's been like dad can we and i'm like well well not asking me you gotta ask grandma this this isn't my house it became a thing for a while this is this uh, isn't my house <laughs> i feel like i gotta do that because sometimes Sometimes when I'm, uh, you know, I'll, I'll have a certain agenda for the kids. It's not that important or yeah. whatever. It's about like eating something healthy or spending sure, less time sure. on technology or whatever, whatever the thing is. And it would probably just be way easier for everybody if I would just kind of like acquiesce to the vibe right. of the house while right. we're in the house. And it would be simpler for the kids as well. Cause I see them struggling and even like I'll be taking the kids over to my parents' house <laughs> and Julian will be like, um, are you dropping us off or are you staying? Mm-hmm. And like everybody knows what he wants the <laughs> answer to be. Like, please leave yes, this house. <laughs> There's the like rules at our house versus rules at babysitter house, grandparent house, right. school, whatever. You know, there's a little bit of that where there's like small distinctions, which I think are really difficult for kids to grasp. Like the idea that there's like context specific mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And I think my kids are just starting to figure this out right now. One of the one of the things, the funnier conversations that I've had to have with a person in my life was uh, a couple weeks ago when my wife and I were having a conversation with Julian about how mommy and daddy think mooning is very funny. <laughs> and that is something that we can and do at our house. And so there's this other just like, like that's another part of just like parenting in different contexts, which again, I just want to like empathize with kids where it's just like, Listen, it's hard enough to figure out what's okay and not okay, but now you're telling me that the place that I'm in also is a variable Mm. in this equation? Come on. (laughs) So you guys not just moon each other, but you encourage mooning amongst your kids. Yeah, I mean, I don't say we encourage it, but like when my five-year-old like legitimately... So we used to do this thing called booty runs where... I would pull my pants down just so my butt's hanging out and run around the house and my kids would do it and we called it a booty run. They thought it was very funny. 
I feel like that introduced the idea of mooning pretty early on. Sure. But then they just started, I don't know what happened. They just started like doing it to us. Like we would just be like watching a show and then Julian would just like aggressively pull his pants down and then like slap his own butt. And like, I'm sorry, I'm going to laugh at that. It's funny. Mm -hmm. And so, and you know, it's our house. Like it's just a butt. Like I'm not going to be super weird about it. Like if he was, you know showing other things around and trying to like make a big spectacle out of that. It might be a, a slightly different conversation, but look, butts are funny. We all have butts. butts are They're funny. hilarious. But, but, but trying to, trying to, trying to communicate the nuance of, you know, funny to us and, and frankly, probably also funny to most of your aunts and uncles and grandparents also, <laughs> but like out and, you know, and now that I mention it, most of our friends, but like outside of that context at church, at school, at the grocery store, not a thing we do. Well, but here's the other thing. Trader Joe's if is he cool did it that. at the grocery store, I would laugh. Yeah, I would have, have to. to tell him you not to do to. it, but it would be through giggles. I, I feel like that's a, a constant thing is, is, uh, is, despite a context having this sometimes just and this is a thing all parents do having to like through gritted teeth and trying not to laugh explain to your kid why that hilarious thing they did is not hilarious like i suck <laughs> yeah, yeah, at that yeah. but like I have and to just do the it. cognitive dissonance in that moment like yeah. but i'm watching you laugh like <laughs> that, that thing you said you 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 can't say that she's like but i said it and, and you're, you're laughing. laughing so hard. Because what you're actually trying to communicate in that moment is like the reason I'm laughing is because you violated this social norm, mm-hmm. right? And that my reaction to that violation is a laugh. Yeah. You have to explain, but also don't do that. Your dad has been ruined by years of this stuff, and now he has to laugh whenever anything is violated. It's just like that's what he laughs about. Yeah. Case case in point, um, I will take my two year old David uh, grocery shopping with me, and. Uh, and we'll, he'll be in the cart, and I don't know what it is, but he and I just both get really goofy when we're grocery shopping, and and we we shop hungry, David and I. We just you gotta we just do, and it. so we just go. I go first to just like whatever aisle has whatever snacks David or I want to eat, and I open them up. And I put them right there in the little seat cart thing there for you him. Do that. And it's okay. accessible for me and him. And we're eating. And um, David, like like blue- blueberries, like, you know, blueberries, always a winner for both David and, and me. And he's munching on blueberries and he'll he'll eat two. And then he'll he'll drop like three in the store. <laughs> and, and I have to I have to fight the urge. I actually have to be a good parent in that moment and go, David, you can't do that. But I actually think it's kind of funny thinking about like booby trapping the store, every, <laughs> you know, everywhere we go and thinking about, you know, a little you know, like, like really healthy, organic Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, if, if, if David drops this and then I go into another aisle, somebody will slip and fall. And that to me is funny, but it's, great. Yeah. it's also dangerous and mean and it could be caught on camera. And I, and I need David to know that that's a bad thing, but I, I just think it's funny. And um, I love, I love the caught on camera part. Like you're worried that David's going to like be prosecuted for blueberry related crimes <laughs> on that note. I think that that sort of brings up another sort of dynamic around parenting in a different context. I do think that there's a, uh, sort of all bets are off situation where 
like there's a sliding scale, right? Where it's like, okay, home is like one context. And it's like, theoretically, this is us at our best, most normalized state. And then like one tick over from that is like, I'm in at a family member's place, yeah, slightly different, but like I can still be myself. And then it's like public, like grocery store is like the next tick over in that spectrum. And you start moving towards, uh, I'm just trying to minimize impact downside of like whatever might be happening. I'm like, that's more important to me than making sure that uh, the right lesson is learned and the right, right. tone is struck. Yeah. Like I'm in damage minimization mode. And then like all the way on the end of that spectrum is like an airplane. And on an airplane, it's just like, I'll, you can have whatever you want. You, you, I'll put, just, just be quiet. Just, and literally anything is yours. I will let you drink whiskey on this plane. <laughs> and like, and so that's like part, like, like part of that, this dynamic as well is just trying to figure out like, where am I and who's watching and what potential damage could like um, um, a meltdown or whatever. If we go to DEFCON 1 here, like what's the collateral damage? We have a voicemail here from a concerned parent calling upon our sage advice to help answer for them the question once and for all, is my kid a psycho? Let's take a listen. What's up, Hey Dad dudes? So uh, I got a little story for you. My son, he was probably, I don't know, I think he was four or five. So this is maybe, he's six now. So this is maybe a year and a half, two years ago. Um, Fully potty trained. Um, but feels ominous. he was sort of in this phase <laughs> where he we was call foreshadowing. like, well, I don't know if he's in a phase cause he's still doing it, but he, he would wake up in the middle of the night and just kind of wander around the house, like sleepwalking. Ooh, I've been there. And my wife had, at the time, my wife had, had quite a few sleepless nights sort of leading up to this event. <laughs> and so there was like a few weeks where, you know, if I heard a kid wake up, I would just like get up and go just to like get over there, get him back in bed as like quickly as possible. Like, you know, almost like if I, if I get there quick enough and I put them back in their bed, like it'll seem like nothing ever happened. I'm relating very much right now. But anyway, that. so this particular night, my wife and I, we, it was pretty late. It was like mi- well after midnight and I was really tired and I know she was too, but I was like, man, I just, whew, I don't know if I have it in me to get up with any kids tonight because I am just beat. And so we go to bed, we're out, everyone's asleep in the whole house. And uh, all of a sudden I hear like a little, you know, a little pitter patter. Uh, my boy woke up and he's walking around the house and I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? Tonight I'm just going to like not get up. I bet that's going to work out like, great. I bet this decision is not going to come back and haunt him. And, uh, and you know, cause sometimes it's like, they just need to get, be put back in bed. Sometimes it's like, all right, let me take you potty and you can go potty. Or sometimes they're crying and they just need to be cuddled for a little while or whatever, you know? But this particular night I was like, no, you know what? I'm just going to let him do his thing. He'll figure it out. And here he comes walking into our room. And I'm like, you know what? I've been up like every night. I'm just going to let my wife She'll see him. She'll get up. She'll take him. Oh, dude. He walks. He kind of looks at my side of the bed. And then I was like, okay. And then he wa- he's clearly, like, still asleep. Um, he's, like, totally sleepwalking. And he walks over to my, the wife, my wife's side of his bed. And I'm like, what is he doing? And he pulls his pants oh, no. down. And I kid you not, he starts peeing 
all over my wife's face. Oh, no. Like everywhere. I mean like there was no. urine everywhere. No. And she like wakes up like like freaking out, like, what in the world is going on? And I'm like I, I looked at him, I was like, dude, what are you doing? Dude. Are, are you peeing on your mother? Oh. And I, I like she like started cupping like the the, the, the flow of pee, oh. like like trying to stop it, and I'm like trying to wake him up. I'm like clapping in front of his face, like, dude, wake up, wake up, man, wake up. And trying to get the kid to stop peeing all over her and then now it's like on our bed and it's on the floor and it there was just pee everywhere and so he like was still totally asleep but there's like urine all over the floor and on the bed and we finally got him to stop and like i took him to the bathroom (laughs) and like he didn't have anything left obviously (laughs) but i like changed his clothes and put him to bed back to bed and like now we're up i mean we've all been here right we're like up in the leg except usually we're changing our kids beds because they're still learning how to pee uh and like go potty at night but like this time we were changing our own bed Mm. because our kid had just peed all over my wife and onto our bed and the worst of it was because i didn't get up to help our kid back to bed Uh like right away like i had been i just kind of let him pee all over my wife so, oh, there he is. Anyway, <laughs> that's sort of crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh man. I, that, that escalated quickly. For whatever reason, the, the moment that got me the most was the when, when he said that she's cu- she was cupping her hands. That's a detail. I, that's a detail I'm just that, imagining I, that, that I didn't like, need, but I actually kind of needed. I get but, it. Like, now. I'm not awake. And so the idea of just like turning your body or getting out of the way, like my brain isn't fully functioning yet. So what if I just make a little cup out of my hands? Maybe that'll mm. solve the problem. <laughs> Have you guys seen the vine where they um, they like do a prank? They pour water on the sleeping girl. She's like, they're like teenagers. And, and her reaction is to go, um, hello? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's really great. It's a great sound bite. Um, hello. It's it's great. But I I he didn't quite say what it, I wonder what his wife's like verbal response was. I well, just also love the moment when he was clapping, dude. Like the clapping that, is funny. to me, that's like I was far enough away that I couldn't just like physically solve the problem. So I'm just, well, I mean, I'm if, like yelling and clapping at him. Well, this is a great, this is a great learning experience because Aaron, you should know this. You gotta keep pots and pans under your bed for this very reason. Yeah, you but bang, I am, a, bang some pots and pans together. That, that kid's gonna run off and pee somewhere else. You're good to go. <laughs> you gotta spook him away. <laughs> gotta spook like him away. Like a horse. <laughs> what what I'm fixated on is the dynamic where he was awake and watched the whole thing unfold. 100%. So he's oh. laying there and he's watching his kid. He's going, "What is this kid gonna do?" <laughs> What's and this then, crazy guy gonna and do? And then he sees him pull his pants down, but isn't quick enough to go. He's about to pee. He's like. Just gonna keep watching. Now what's he gonna do? Now what's he gonna do next? <laughs> Surely I'll, not. I'll allow it. And and then what let's I see where this let's see where this is going. And okay. then what I imagine happens is the wife wakes up to the sensation of her child peeing on her face. I think that's what she woke up to, yes. And then I'm wondering if the dad had a moment to go, do I pretend I'm also waking up right now <laughs> oh, at the 100%. same moment? Oh, I would, I would pretend. I'd pretend. Because you're like, yeah, babe, I don't know what happened. What? Why are you yelling? I'd pretend. And the, the three of you would also pretend. Admit it. All three of you, you wouldn't, if you're in that exact situation where you watch it happen, quit being good people. You would pretend you just woke up too. <laughs> you have to. That's the only way out, dude. 
It's the only way your family can weather that storm. Yeah, it's like it's like that lie. That, that lie serves all of you. Have you guys right? ever? Have you guys? This this happens with us in in maybe like smaller stakes. But when kids throw up, have you ever been in a situation where you're maybe not? Maybe your kids feeling sick, or maybe you don't know your kids feeling sick, and then you're not in. You're not quite in the vicinity. Like this happened recently when Emmy got sick. Emmy got sick a couple months ago and threw up all over Amy. But I, I was in the room because I knew that she wasn't feeling good and it happened. And Amy's reaction was, Derek, Derek. And it was like, I knew what her reaction was like, help me here. But I just felt like such an idiot. I'm like standing there going, oh, that kid's throwing up on you. <laughs> I was like, I, uh, I don't, I mean. You just, you just turned into Bob Costas. You're like, all right, okay. I'm going to right. paint a picture. What's happening? Right. Play. It was for the third time this year. <laughs> He did introduce what I would say is Chekhov's gun, which is my kid's potty. Tra- what, how did he say it? He says something like, my kid is normally potty trained. And we we're like, oh, here it goes. That's yeah. called Chekhov's gun. You don't introduce the fact that your kid is normally potty trained without there being some serious non-potty trained behavior happening. So it, I got to say, A1, Aaron, you're a great storyteller. I don't know if I can call your kid a psycho. Well, yeah, here's no. here's where what here's the fork in the road for me. Mm-hmm. Was he actually asleep? Oh yeah, that's well, oh, that's. Yeah. Can you prove? Can Aaron? Can you prove beyond the shadow of a doubt that your kid was asleep? Because there's a moment where where I imagine there's a moment where I imagine Aaron's clapping at him, and I can just like picture the. Uh, it's kind of like um, like a squints Palidorus moment where he's like faking the CPR mm-hmm. and then he kind of smirks and then goes mm-hmm. in for the kiss. I'm wondering that like at some point, Aaron, when you're clapping to your kids, do you see just out of the little corner of the mouth, just the, the tiniest little smirk? Did he wink at you? Because then we it? have a psycho on our hands. Mm. Kevin, you yeah, sleepwalk? I, yeah, when I was a kid, I would sleepwalk and pee and I, oh, uh, I had night terrors. It's mostly because... I, I wet the bed. I'm not exaggerating. I wet the bed at least occasionally until I was like 11. That's right. Like so much longer than you're supposed to. And because you're parents, supposed to wet the bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like it's part of the social contract we all have with one another. But I, uh, <laughs> my parents would like usually like they would put us to bed. And then when they would go to bed, they would like wake me up for me to pee. And so my theory is that I like my body got into this rhythm of just like you get up and you're not really awake and you yeah. pee. And so then I just started doing that. And one time my parents woke up to the sound, like this loud <laughs> sound in the shower and then me crying, wailing so loudly because what I had done is I had wandered and I did a pretty good job. Like I made it into the bathroom to pee, but then <laughs> my parents didn't have like a bath shower. They just had a shower on the floor with like a little uh, guard on the bottom to keep water from going out that the slider kind of sits in. And I was just, apparently, I think I was like five years old. I was just peeing into the shower and then just like fell forward <laughs> into my own pee while asleep. And so I woke up to like a bloody nose concussion urine shower That's floor. So it's and so my funny, parents Kevin. Had to come you, in and deal with it. You describe yourself as having night terrors, but I, I know you as such like a confident guy. I, I feel like I would pay money to see you have day terrors. <laughs> Okay, so Wait, to wrap the question, a bow on this. Was the question, is Derek a psycho? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> to wrap a bow on this, I think, and I've ha- I have had, had this argument with my wife, you cannot hold someone responsible for the things they do no, while, you they're can't. Sl- while they're asleep. 
Therefore, because my wa- I, it's called we, double sleeperty. But but <laughs> here's, here's, yeah, Ashley Judd, I think is is one of her best performances. If you, here's the if thing, you, though: if you sleepwalk and pee on your mom twice, you can't commit the same crime <laughs> twice. I'm pretty sure. And yeah, then you yeah. can't go to prison for <laughs> testifying against your mom if you pee on her. I don't. I it, my, it, I don't know. I'm my only argument that. for this kid being a psycho is this, and I hate to do this, but dude, he he went to your side of the bed and went, Nah, it's gotta be mom. <laughs> Even in sleep, even in sleep, there's something going on there. If your kid goes, uh, I'm going to pee on mom tonight. Oh, I love yeah, it. He made, he made a decision. He right, made a so decision. We have a, hung, we have a hung jury. Is your kid a psycho? Maybe. Oh, I'm saying yes. Straight up, dude. Yeah. I like maybe because I want I want Aaron to live in fear of his kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want him. I want him to just never know. I want there always just to be that unanswered question, so that there could be a sequel. He peed on my. He peed on his mom again. We haven't talked about how there's actually a new movie coming out that is about a psycho kid. I saw a trailer for it the other night. It's like a horror movie, and it's the uh, the uh, the URL name for the movie is like "What's Wrong with Mikey" or something like that. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw that. The, but it's just like a, yeah, it's, it's like it's a Miles. something. But that actually like a, brings us to our next sponsor segment. Uh, this uh, this episode is brought to you by What's Wrong with Mikey. What's Wrong with Mikey.com. Check it out. I'm saying kids are psycho. There's no doubt about it. If you have a story like this or you're wondering, is my kid a psycho and you want our expert help, you can call our voicemail 415-340-2349. Leave a message with your story and we will give you the verdict. So guys, one of my favorite things is I like to go into the BuzzFeed parent section and just read some of the bug crap crazy things that those people write. And so one of my favorite things to do is to create a game out of it, and that is called the BuzzFeed Headline Game. Are you guys ready? It's back. Here are the rules of the game. I'm going to read you four headlines. Three are real, actual headlines that are in the BuzzFeed parent section, and one is one that I made up, and you got to pick which one I made up. Are you guys ready? Oh, I'm so ready. ready. Can't wait. First one, we have, we have, we're gonna have, uh, we're gonna have three different rounds here. First round. You guys ready? Here we go. Gabriel Union's two-month-old daughter is the most hilarious, shady person on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the internet. Keep going. <laughs> we want to know about the time your kid went. I see dead people. <laughs> oh, that's real. If that one's fake, I'm going to buy you a car. Keep going. <laughs> Chris Pratt is letting his toddler drive a car, and we're shook. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, this is why getting stabbed with a pencil leaves a mark for years. What? <laughs> so okay, so wait, three real, one fake. I know you tell us the rules every time. Three, three of those were real. One I made up. So I think we should do the thing where we all guess together because it's more fun that way. It's like I all or nothing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I, I could go one of two directions. I think Gabrielle Union or Chris Pratt. One of those is fake. Mm-hmm. My argument for it being Gabrielle Union is like, how shady can a two-month-old really be? But like, maybe she's like posing. Him or her? I don't know about Gabrielle Union's kids. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt seems like the dude that would that would let his toddler drive a car. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah. He's cool. So right? are we leaning towards Gabrielle Union? Definitely. What was, what was the third one? Uh, the third uh, one was Chris Pratt. The fourth one was people? The Pencil. The Pencil. The second uh, one was people. Dead People. Yeah, yeah. I feel I like, like Dead Gabrielle. I feel like Dead People and Pencil are for, for definitely real. Yeah. Shady Gabrielle kid. Shady Gabrielle. That's our vote. Final answer. Yep. The fake BuzzFeed headline is Chris Pratt is letting his ah. toddler drive a car and we're shook. Guys, wow. this article about Gabrielle Union's two-month-old daughter is actually really funny because she just memes her kid, and it's <laughs> actually kind of funny. Like, her kid makes faces <laughs> that a two-month-old shouldn't make. I, I found myself kind of going like, <laughs> this is funny. I've become the BuzzFeed parenting <laughs> yeah, yeah, you section's target audience. Round two. Here we go. Please. For the love of everything good, someone help Jessica Simpson de-swell her ankles. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was just mean. I if if you wrote that, I don't want to be your friend. So that has to be real. Kevin, how many times can you say that? On <laughs> you say that so much it's lost it's, all meaning. All 19 meaning. essentials for a diaper bag that'll make new parent go. Good idea. Make new parent go. Okay. I said what I said. That'll make new parent go, good idea. <laughs> 14 kids who will make you go, damn, you're a little genius, aren't you? <laughs> and lastly, this sexy gender reveal will set your pants on fire. No. No. What? Gentlemen? I know I have a history of overthinking the answers here. No. But I'm just gonna, you, you do have that. I'm just going to lean into that. I love the idea of Derek deliberately putting a typo in the fake one that he wrote. Mm -hmm. I want to believe that that's who Derek is. And so mm -hmm. that's the one I'd like to cast my vote for. Mm -hmm. You want to cast a vote for 19 essentials for a diaper bag that'll make new parent go. Good idea. Yes. Yes, I do. Wait, is new parent in parentheses? No. Okay, then I, that's my vote. Mm -hmm. I vote Jessica Simpson because I just feel like Derek's really upset at Jessica for letting herself go. <laughs> Derek's got strong ankle opinions. Yeah. Well, was it yeah. Jessica or I, Ashley? Jessica. I had a strong Ashley Simpson Oh, I think his opinions. beef was with Ashley. No, that's a good wait, point. Okay, wait, that changes we, everything for oh. me. Wait, hold on. Hold on, guys. Hold on. Have we talked about my beef with Ashley Simpson? I, no, no, I just made I don't it know up. anything oh, about it. I hated her. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. When she got caught lip syncing on SNL, I was like, yeah, that's she did what the you cool get. hoedown. Your weird little thing. Uh, I'm gonna say see, guys, I think I think it's uh it's time for us to go our separate ways. Oh, because you're deviating. Mm -hmm. I feel that the your little genius, aren't you, is just too good to be true. <laughs> All right. And Nobody wants up. to touch the sexy gender reveal one. <laughs> no, I want that one to be real because I want to watch it too. when we're done recording. Oh, okay. The false BuzzFeed parenting section headline is... This sexy gender reveal no. set your pants on fire. No. Guys, I made that up in a coffee shop and laughed to myself for 15 minutes. And I also was, oh, I was horrified that can, somebody was going to look ask, over my shoulder and see that in my Google Doc. That I can just I ask words. if you had like a scene in mind that that would be the headline for? Like I was trying to imagine what would you know play what? out. You know what, Tyler? Yeah, you can ask that. <laughs> did, did, 
Did, did you? Round three. All right, here we go. <laughs> Wait, so all three of us split up, and we had a 75% chance of getting it, and we still did it. Best yep. case scenario for me. I feel like I can go. I'm going. I'm I'm just going to ride this high into Derek round says, three. says, never tell me the odds. <laughs> here we go. Round three for all the marbles. 21 celebrity breastfeeding photos that will give you the feels. No. Oh, no. Which feels? <laughs> you know yeah. the feels. It's important to specify. Number two. Your mom just lost her damned mind from looking at this text your felon boyfriend sent you. <laughs> <laughs> that one's so specific. I, was, I expected the end of that one to say, like, your, your boyfriend sent you, comma, Karen. <laughs> Fifteen things that will only make sense if you're a second-generation Latina mom. Hmm. <laughs> And 19 husbands who definitely regret their wives' unlimited texting plan. I feel like all my confidence is gone. Divide and conquer didn't work. I will say that I'm trying to imagine the the texting one having like a lot of substance to it. Like what what was the? Is it like a photo of a bunch of cell phone bills? So that one feels that one feels the hardest. Do you mean the unlimited texting one? Like they regret it? Okay, so here's my thought. What it actually is is like screenshots of like when a, a w- the woman sent like fifty texts in a row or something like that, like mm-hmm. "Hey, where are you?" or whatever. And there's like a sort of a story contained in the text of mm-hmm. that the, where one person's not responding. All right, mm-hmm. that checks out. All right. So I don't know. I'm gonna it's go that with or the, the felon the boyfriend. Felon, yeah, I was gonna say the felon boyfriend, but ah, that is so specific. <laughs> Andy, what are you what are you thinking? I'm leaning towards felon boyfriend. Hey, That's let's all one. let's put our eggs in one basket. The false BuzzFeed headline is Your mom just lost yes! her damned mind from yes! looking at this yes! text your felon boyfriend oh, sent you. Back. Guys, we're guys, back. I'm glad you guys got your groove back on that. Wow. Um, hey, that was a well contested match, guys. Well well played, you everybody. Guys, you guys did very well. I gotta say that. We'll call it a very draw. Well. All right, that's it for this episode. Uh, Derek, can you tell us a little bit about uh, what's happening next time? Yeah, next time's going to be great. We got uh, Clippers rookie point guard Shea Gilgis Alexander. Just wants to know what's up. How you guys doing? (laughs) Y'all want to play? If y'all got a court, we can play. That was worse than Andy's (laughs) one about shirts. All right, that's it for the Hey Dad podcast. I'm Kevin. I'm Tyler. I'm Andy. I'm Derek. Oh, I knew it. Love you, bye.